Anyway, dude, we should uh, we should make a podcast. Oh, absolutely. We should make a podcast. And what is our podcast this week, Jason? Well, Clint, <laughs> I've been trying to figure out how to get us to the next level. Because right now we're about here. Yeah. We need to be you know? Yes, we do. And so I figured the best way that we could do that is to hire a, a intern. I mean, a henchman. Well, yeah, every every good podcast has an intern that they blame people for. Yeah. Like something goes bad, it's the intern's fault. Exactly. But we can't just have an intern. We need a henchman because... We need a henchman. We've established we're villains. Yeah, we're, we're minor league villains. Yeah. Or at least you are. I'm, I'm like an independent contractor. <laughs> so we should do, we should, uh, we should do a comic book that is like just about a, from a villain. That'd be great. Yeah. Just a minor, a minor league villain and some mercenary. Yes. Someone make that. I feel like that's our dynamic. Someone make fan art of that. <laughs> yeah well let's will that into existence it'll be me it'll i'll make i'll make some fan art <laughs> eventually i'm gonna make us a uh a shirt that says trivia dual man on it oh perfect it has like a question like it's gonna be like seto kaibra from Yu-Gi-Oh, but it's got like a question mark on his face <laughs> or a question mark for a head or something yeah that'd be sweet but anyway, we're not we're not talking about Seto Kaiba today. No, he is not a henchman. He's not a henchman. He is he's a big boss man. He's a big sexy boss man. But we want we want a henchman. We want a henchman. So so we're gonna review some applicants. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got ten applicants right in front of me right now. Um, they, we've got a little blurb about each of them, and then I'm gonna list their strengths. Um, and then we're gonna rate them on. A scale of four, um, what's it called? Four attributes, attributes, traits, yes, attributes of uh, of good interns that we found on the internet. Yep. So, up first, we wanted to come out with a bang. We have Kronk. Oh, classic groove. Uh, with superhuman strength, the power to speak with woodland animals and killer spinach puffs, Cronker Pepecranitz, Pepecranitz, aka Cronk, is a force to be reckoned with. I didn't know he had a full name. Yeah, no, he has a full name. He's also Jewish. Nice. Which is uh, fun. He's like in like a dream in like the Kronk's new groove or something. He imagines marrying someone and there's like, Oh, they're they're smashing the glass. Yeah. Cool. But uh, his, his skills include stealth, strength, cunning, intelligence, Hmm. cooking skills, Hmm. charisma, and multilingualism. Those are good skills. Those are good skills. I love how they put stealth. Because he's literally, he's able to hide with the equivalent of ink and neon signs pointing at him. Yeah. Using his uh, his custom theme song. Ha- so. I mean, stealth isn't just not being noticed. It's being dismissed. So if, even if people notice you but don't pay attention, I'd say that's still stealth. That's stealth, yeah. So how do we think he is on adaptability? Adaptability. 
Um, I think he ranks pretty highly. You know, when they're when they're chasing um, David Spade and John Goodman, I cannot for the life of me remember those characters' names right now. Cusco, Cusco and Pacha. Cusco and Pacha, yes. Uh, he's, he's able to adapt pretty well to the situation at hand, you know, different modes of transport and all that. True. He, he knows how to get you places. Yeah. He's, he's got, maybe he's got some kind of portal abilities. Um, cause, cause by all, by all accounts, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to give him like a four on adaptability. Is this, is this a 10 scale or a five scale? Five scale. Okay, cool. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. All right. What about trustworthiness? Um, very high. The yeah. man, the man does not have a deceitful bone in his body. That's true. Yeah, I don't think he's only lied ever once, and then he immediately took it back. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's not good at the whole sneaky thing. Mm-hmm. Which you know, personability. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't. You don't want somebody who who's constantly lying to you. No. Kronk is the classic himbo in my mind. He really is. Because he he's strong. He's nice, and he's stupid. True. What about personability? Uh, everyone seems to like Kronk. Yeah. Even Isma doesn't mind him, and she doesn't like anybody. That's true. I'll, let's let's i guess a five yeah oh also adaptability i'm remembering the restaurant scene where he's cooking everything up after True. the chef quits so yeah he's he that there's another good for him being adaptable very true what about commitment Ooh, um this one's a little lower because you know he is he is with yzma for like the whole movie but at the end he kind of kind of shifts and he, true. he does have to think through his actions with the shoulder devil and the shoulder angel. Mm-hmm. So he's not great with conflict. You just have a hard time committing. Yeah. I'm going to say like a two, maybe like a, a three. Two. Yeah. Two. yeah. Sounds fair. All right. And there is Kronker, Hippocranet, Ken Ketz, Krenin, Ken. I don't know. I just copy and pasted it from the, <laughs> from the wiki. But I think that I think that Kronk would be a fun henchman to have because mm-hmm. he brings snacks. That's true. Those those spinach puffs do look good. They do. Oh, I would love a spinach puff right now. Oh yeah. And I love snacks. You know that I think that's a, that would be a, a really good perk for for hiring Kronk. Yeah. Definitely. Nice nice voice. Very oh, sweet yeah. guy. Good snacks. We love Patrick Warburton. and we love Putty. Oh, we do. All right. Next up, we've got the hyenas hmm. from the Lion King. Yeah, Scar's henchmen. All three of them. Are they a package deal? Yeah. So I've I've got a little blurb here. If good things come in threes, Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed are proof that bad things do too. <laughs> These political refugees make for great foot soldiers for your coup but know their worth and will turn on you if they aren't treated right. Hmm. So their, their strength includes their massive numbers. Cause there's like thousands of them. That's true. They, they got a bunch um, of them. So they've got strength in numbers, sharp teeth and aggression. Useful. 
All all very useful. Yeah. Let's see. Let's what about what about their adaptability? How adaptable do you think these guys are? Um hmm. I'm trying to trying to think of when they've been put in different situations than normal. They got that bit where uh uh Bonsai falls into the, the cactus or the brambles True. or whatever. Yeah. Does not adapt well to that. He does not. Um but they were they are able to live off of virtually nothing because of the uh the the scavenger perk. Yeah. Because <laughs> of the terrible reign of this lion dictator. Yeah. Mufasa. Yeah. Is this going to pull into the hot take that Mufasa was the bad guy and that the the hyenas deserved better? The, oh, the, the hyenas definitely deserved better. The only difference between Mufasa and the hyenas is Mufasa was bigger. It stopped raining be- when Scar became king. That's not his fault. That's not Scar's fault. Just because he became king, it stopped raining, and then it just happened to stop raining or start raining. Well, Mufasa was in the clouds, so maybe he was stopping the rain. And that just makes Mufasa a, a pretty asshole. <laughs> At least he's not a Nazi. That's true. That's true. I mean, just saying. I mean, there there is a lot of uh, Nazi iconography with the with the goose stepping. Yeah, but that's about it. I mean, we don't know a lot of about Scar's uh, political. Disney would not do that nowadays. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so adaptability, I I put them at like a three. Yeah, like a three. They're they're adaptable enough. Trustworthiness zero. Zero. I don't trust them. They like and they they immediately betray Scar as soon as it looks like his power is tenuous. Well, well, they betray Scar because Scar is like, oh, it was the uh, it was the hyenas that did it. They made me do it. Yeah, I guess that's true. Let's get together and kill them. Yeah, and we want interns that we want henchmen that we can blame things on. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, Personability. Yeah, they're they're all right. They're kind of funny. They're fun. I'll put I'll put them at a three for personability. Three. Uh, They get they get old after a while. Yeah. I understand Scar when he's like, oh, we're, I'm surrounded by idiots. That's true. And then our final category, commitment. One. Yeah. Because like we said, they they betray Scar pretty quick. But yeah. But they were, you know, for a while, they were pretty committed to Scar. Yeah. So that brings us to a whopping total for them of seven. Mm, sweet. And let's see. Going back, I'm going to start totaling stuff. So we actually oh, yeah, have an idea. Okay. So we're not to do all the math at the end. Kronk was four, sixteen. <laughs> Next up, we've got one of my favorite henchmen from pop culture. We have henchman number twenty-one from the hit television show Venture Bros. Yeah, I I haven't seen Venture Bros. Exactly, I I realized that, but you're gonna have to take the lead on this one. Yeah. But uh, they're making a Venture Bros movie because nice. they kind of ended off on like a, a weird cliffhanger. Uh-huh. And they're like, we got some loose ends to tie up. Sweet. So Henchman 21, former kidnapping victim, current bat certified badass, 
Gary Fisher is the kind of guy that you can talk about comic books with while he vivisects your enemies with his homemade Wolverine claws, so long as you do not overlook Ogopogo. All right. So, yeah, no, he is, he starts out, he's just like your basic garden variety henchman. Yeah. Um, and then there comes a point where, like, his one of his buddies dies. Uh-huh. And he goes down this, like, arc of becoming, like, this giant, like, <laughs> this killer monster. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and he's, still, he's still freaking hilarious the whole time. Like, yeah. He's a, he's a massive comic book nerd. Mm-hmm. And, like, they open up his, uh, what's it called? Like, his closet, and it's full of, like, memorabilia. Yeah. And, like, collectibles and stuff. That's cool. That's fun. I, I could he's, vibe with that. Yeah. No, his uh, his strengths include his his combat prowess, um, his fierce loyalty, and his dedication. I like so, that. Yeah, that's 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 good in a henchman. Yeah. What do we think? Adaptability. Let's see. So he, quick story. So he started out. He was a child, like a fifteen-year-old child that got kidnapped. Yeah. By some uh by his boss his now boss the monarch the monarch because they thought he was a senator because <laughs> he was shaking hands with the senator and he was just a large child and they're like oh this is the guy and they kidnapped him yeah he turns that around and he be- just became a henchman that's okay. pretty good that's pretty adaptable so i think i think he's pretty adaptable that's like a three or a four gone through a couple regimes i'd say i'd say he's yeah. like a four adaptability trustworthiness it sounds pretty I don't know. He's he's pretty honest. He, he's not. He doesn't have a lot of uh, dishonesty in him. I don't know. Maybe like a three. He does. Uh, he does cheat on his cheat with his boss's wife. So there's that. Mm, yeah, that's a little. But, that's rough. So I'll give him maybe a two. But yeah, then eventually he does. He does come out and explain everything, and the guy's like, "Yeah, I know. We're into that." Oh, nice. <laughs> so. But he did not know that. So his trustworthiness, I'm going to put him at a two. Yeah, that sounds fair. Personability, I'm going to say five because I feel like we could actually like have a good conversation yeah. with him. Comic books and memorabilia. Yeah. We we could we could stroll through the Lego aisle with him. Yeah, exactly. Commitment. I'm going to say, I mean, he's fiercely loyal to uh to the monarch. Uh-huh. So if he if he brings that same kind of flair to us. I'd say probably like a four. Yeah, that'd be good. Commitment. Yeah, we don't yeah. want him leaving us for another podcast. Oh, definitely not. Let's see. So let me pull out the calculator. Four plus two plus five plus four. He's at a 15. 15. Good, good for you, Henchman 21. Just one under Kronk right now. All right, next we have Bob, agent of Hydra. <laughs> This is another guy I, I don't know much about, but I, I, I've heard a little bit. This is yeah. from, wasn't he in, a, in the Deadpool comics? Yeah, yeah. So with references from AIM, HYDRA, Agency X, and Deadpool, Bob Dabalina is a company man and is fiercely loyal to his employer, as long as they're the ones winning. Um, strengths? Um... There were no strengths listed on his uh, Marvel Mickey page. It, under weaknesses, it said many, especially cowardice in 
quotation. Like that's the exact quote. Nice. So let's go to our our thing. Let's see adaptability. Uh, I feel like he is adaptable, but not in the way that we want. Yeah. He changes sides frequently. Yeah, we want to. We want to. We want someone who's sticking with us. Yeah, let's give him like a, a two. Yeah. Trustworthiness. I'm, I'm now that I'm thinking. I'm trying to remember some Bob stories, but I can't think of any. Yeah. <laughs> so memorability zero. Memorability is pretty low. That's Personability. Low. He's actually a pretty. He seems like a pretty decent guy. So we'll give him like a four. Yeah. All right. And commitment is a whopping zero. Yeah. So that's, that's a pretty big one. We don't want to. We don't want a low commitment intern. Yeah. Uh, henchman. Yeah. So let's see. His total is nine. So he's still better than the hyenas, though. So that's good. Next, we've got the Stabbington brothers. Oh, nice. That is their name, I found out in in doing a deep dive. So our next henchmen are actually a two-for-one special. Patchy and Sideburns Stabbington, those are their given Christian names, are proficient in all forms of skullduggery though they are easily duped repeatedly. So their skills include archery, bladed weapons, they are good horse riders, and they are proficient escape artists. Sweet. They could help us get out of a jam. True. What do you think? Adaptability. I mean, they're pretty... They get duped, but they go with the flow. Yeah, they do. They. I mean, all the heroes get kind of one up them, but they're in mm-hmm. good pace. Do they, do they end up with the crown at the end? Um, I genuinely don't remember because Mother Gothel gives them the crown at one point, and then you never see them again. Yeah, and then they kidnap Rapunzel. Man, I I have I really don't remember Tangled very well. I guess I think I think I'm gonna say they got the they got the crown at the end. I don't know. Maybe they got thrown in jail or something. They probably got thrown in jail. Oh, and then there is my our other intern Piper. <laughs> I guess she's more of a producer. <laughs> yeah. As in, she's just there to get her name on the product. Yeah. And doesn't really add, add that much. <laughs> Take that, True. producers. All right. So I'm going to say adaptability. They're like a four. Yeah, they're good. They're, they're just, they know what they're doing. They go with the punches. Yeah. All right. Oh, where do they go? Trustworthiness. Uh, Pretty, pretty low. A one. One. If that. Yeah. They, 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 I don't, I don't trust them. Oh, definitely not. Especially because they're twins. Who knows what kind of weird telepathy that they, they have with their plotting behind your back. I, I don't trust twins at all. <laughs> um, personability. They, they don't seem that, per, that likable. Like a zero, I think. Yeah. Commitment. Like, like a, a two? one. I don't know. And they, yeah, I'll, I'll say two. Like they'll 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 stick with you as long as you're you seem like you're where the money is, but yeah. So they are currently tied with the hyenas for last place with nice. a with a total of seven. <laughs> the Stabbington brothers. Next, we've got um, an application from Count Rugen. Oh, so yeah. Also known as the Six Fingered Man, Count Tyrone Rugen is a cold-hearted killer who acts more out of sadism than any kind of loyalty but he will stick with you even if you set the machine to 50. His skills include swordsmanship and torture skills. 
Perfect. According to Villains Wiki. Yeah. Villains.fandom.com. Not with a Z. Um, let's see. Adaptability. Um, like a like a three maybe. I don't know. He's he's kind of a coward. Like he he is a he is a craven bastard. Yeah, he's he's only good when he has overwhelming force on his side. If he has the upper hand, he's great. As soon as he doesn't, he's out of there. Yeah, pretty much. Let's see trustworthiness. Um, for the main villain, pretty good. He's pretty trustworthy. He's, he's probably like yeah. a four. Yeah. yeah. Personability. Oh, he's a five. He's great. He's yeah. Oh yeah. You love. Yeah. I, I I love the six finger man. He's 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 funny. Yeah. Okay. We'll put him, we'll put him as a five then. <laughs> you psycho. <laughs> if if I'm a villain, I want someone who can you know, make make a make a, a somewhat snarky remark to me every once in a while that. Makes me laugh. Yeah. All right, but but can he commit to us? Um, to to well, the DWS map brand. I don't think he ever betrayed Prince Humperdinck. I don't know. He didn't. He died for Humperdinck. Yeah, actually. yeah. He's he pretty, pretty he did pretty good. Pretty good. Maybe like awesome. like a four or five. I don't know. He's let's let's give him a five. Yeah, let's give the guy a five. I think he'd be. I think he'd be a great henchman. All right, let's see. And he's he's smart too, so he'd be able to you know add some add some production value to our uh, our business. True, that's what we need. We need somebody who can edit the podcast, so I don't have to anymore. Yeah, he'd be good at that. Do you think he comes with the albino? Uh, I'm gonna say yes. Oh, sweet, even better. Okay, next up we have so. Let's see. Count Rugen has a score of 17, beating out Kronk. Wow. Good work, Count Rugen. Yeah. Next up, we have the Minions. <laughs> this army of unkillable yellow Tic Tacs will follow you with undying loyalty and are perfect henchmen that double as guinea pigs for any kind of maniacal testing that you need. Their skills include immortality, superhuman durability, multitasking, bioluminescence, and the ability to understand human language. <laughs> it might be nice to have a henchman that you could you could kick and not feel bad about it. Oh yeah, just just drop kick them across the yeah, just, just punt them, <laughs> punt them down the hallway. It's like the uh, have you seen the video of Jason Isaacs, like on the set of Harry Potter? Uh huh. Like the scene where he's kicking Dobby. The scene where he kicks Dobby, yeah, and he's like says. <laughs> Like, yeah, they just told me to, to just look where Dobby is and then they'll add him afterwards. And then they're doing the take or whatever. He he kicks Dobby. Uh, and they're like, oh, cut, cut, cut. They're like, Jason, did you did you trip or something? He's like, no, no, I, I kicked Dobby down the stairs. <laughs> and I hit him with my cane. <laughs> Jeez. It's like, frick, Jason Isaacs. I love Jason him. Isaacs. First, first you freaking killed Mel Gibson's son and... <laughs> All of his sons in uh, Patriot, and now, dude, I would love to get Jason Isaacs on the pod. Oh, if Jason Isaacs, if you're listening to this, if you, if you know Jamie Lee Curtis, if you know Jason Isaacs, have him give us a call. <laughs> Friend of the show, Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh. 
Do they know each other? Have they ever been in a movie together? I don't know. I don't think Jason Isaac was in Freaky Friday. I don't think so. We'll have to play. We'll have to play Seven Degrees of uh, Jason Isaacs. Yeah. Or Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> um, where, where were we on the list, though? We're talking about Minions. We're talking about Minions. Yeah, yeah. adaptability of the Minions. I don't know. They, the minions getting a lot of little little wacky hijinks. They're always they're, they're doing all of Gru's dirty work. Yeah, I feel like they're pretty adaptable. They're not very good at what they do, but they do it. That's true. They're like, I mean, they adapt from like dinosaurs. Yeah, following the dinosaurs around, like the T Rex or whatever, to yeah, whatever killed the dinosaur yeah. and then and, and Napoleon. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right. Trustworthiness. Can we trust the minions? No. No. Not not out of maliciousness, but out of stupidity. That's true. I'll see. So what do you want? To, like a, a one or a zero? Yeah, like a one. Okay. Personability. Um, they'd get old after a little while. They're already old, but maybe they'd be funnier in person. Yeah. I'll put them as like a three. Yeah, maybe the. I feel like a lot of the minions getting old is people like posting things of like minions being like, "Don't talk to me until after I've had my wine." Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want the Facebook meme minions. Oh no, definitely not. And what about commitment? Oh, pretty high. I want to. Yeah, that's like a five, and until we die. Yeah. So that makes it a total of 14. Not enough to take down Tyrone Rugen. Good work, minions. Next up, we have Bartok. Oh, from from, Anast- from Anastasia? <laughs> yeah, Anastasia's alive. Wow, that's a throwback. Yeah, no, me and Kenna watched this just the other day, so he was fresh on the mind. <laughs> Sweet. The right-hand bat of none other than Russia's greatest love machine, Bartok will go as far as bring his boss back from the dead though like many others on this list he may betray you for the other side (laughs) his powers include flight physical strength and fists that's what was listed on on (laughs) villains.fandom.com nice so i guess he does like drop statues on people so yeah there's that that's pretty good what about adaptability um I mean, the homie survived the fall of Russia. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's a pretty chaotic time to be in. You got to be, you got to mm-hmm. think on your feet. Yeah. I'm going to say like a four. Yeah, that sounds good. Trustworthiness. Um, yeah, he's probably like a four. I don't think he's going to lie to you or anything. He's just, yeah. He's just he may, if he doesn't agree with you, he might betray you in the end, but he's not going to, he's not going to lie he's to you. He's going to be honest about it. Yeah. Personability. Yeah, I like him. I think he's fun. I'll give him a... What do we want to give him? Like a four or a five? Yeah, four. Let's give him a four. And then commitment. That's going to be a little lower because he, he he does betray Rasputin. He does again. betray. He does betray. I'm going to give him like a two. Yeah, because it, it, it took a lot for him to betray. It was right. It, was, it wasn't until the end. It was like, yeah, it was like the very end. He's like, wait, I don't want to kill people. And then he <laughs> was 
threw stuff at Rasputin. But we don't do much killing of other people on DWS maps, so maybe he'd stick with us. Not a lot. At least we try not to. We do our best. Next, we have... Oh, I, I realized that I changed this one, but uh-huh. I didn't change oh, well, the well, What was Bartok's uh, final score? Well, Bartok's final score is 14. Good for him. Yeah. So shout out to honorable mention uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. Because oh, they'd I had be sweet. Down. They would be fun henchmen to have. Yeah. But then I thought of somebody better, and so I replaced them, but I forgot to change the title. I just changed <laughs> all the information on it. Yeah. So... Instead of Bebop and Rocksteady, we have none other than Waylon Smithers Jr. Ooh. The personal assistant with a heart of gold, Waylon Joseph Smithers Jr. is a man that won't let his morals get in the way of your evil scheme. Nice. His skills in- include computer skills, assisting skills, and strength. Sure. So, there's that. I think Smithers would be a good henchman. Yeah. You know, I think it'd be pretty easy. I mean, he's to, a great henchman. He, like he's, he's, a, he's a good human being. He's very skilled. Yeah. He's good with computers. He is. We can use that. Yeah. We can definitely use that. I think we give him fives all around the board and just hire Smithers. <laughs> Smithers would be great. And then he'd be, he'd be easy to, you know, get along with. We could get him a Malibu Stacy for an employee appreciation and, and he'd be happy. <laughs> Perfect. Let's see. Adaptability for Smithers. What do we think? Oh, that's pretty high. Mr. Burns is always in a different scheme and Smithers is keeping up. Uh, yeah, let's say let's give him a five. Trustworthiness. I don't think he's ever lied in his life. No. Except for, for Mr. Burns. The only thing he's ever like been deceitful about is his hidden love for Mr. Burns. That's true. <laughs> so maybe he's a four then. Yeah, four. We'll give him a four. In a secret like that, personability. Hi, I. I, 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 I like Smithers. Him. He seems easy to get along with. I give him a five. I like Smithers a lot. Yeah. Uh, commitment five, no doubt. Five. So with a nigh perfect score, I don't think we'd be able to hire Mister Smithers. I think he'd, like Mister Burns, would have to die for that to happen. We can arrange that. <laughs> I love I love Smithers. He's such a he's, he's fantastic. A oh man! Well, the last one on our list is a little uh, controversial. We're going to get some flack for it. Oh, sweet! We have none other than Darth Vader. Ooh, that is the, something we don't, you don't usually think about. Darth Vader is a henchman. He is a henchman. The most powerful henchy on our list, Darth Vader, is nothing more than a middle manager for a Sith, Sith Lord Sugar Daddy. While he does boast extreme power in the Force, he is also actively scheming to take you down at his every waking moment. Nice. <laughs> so. Starscream style. Starscream style. Oh, Starscream would have been a good one too. Well, not, I guess not to the extent of Starscream. Starscream is like very obviously plotting yeah. against you. I mean, so it's Darth Vader, but it's it's like an understanding between Palpatine and Vader. My favorite uh, Transformers theory is that Megatron keeps Starscream around as an example. So that every time, because he knows Starscream is terrible and is never actually going to be able to defeat him. So he keeps him yeah. around to kind of be a butt monkey. 
So as soon as he steps up, he can he can punch him back into the ground. As an example, it says, if any of you other Decepticons try stepping to me, I'll kill you. No, yeah, I remember one of the uh, the Cybertron games. Like it was either War for Cybertron or Fall of Cybertron. Mm-hmm. Best games ever. I wish I could get my hands on them today. Yeah, but um, there's a part where you're playing as Megatron, and Starscream has kind of outed you. Mm-hmm. And you're like trying to like get back into the Decepticon stronghold and kick his butt. Yeah, that's sweet. It's it's pretty dope. But anyway, Darth Vader. Darth Vader. His, his strengths include incredibly strong command over the dark side of the force, telekinesis, telepathy, precognition, cerebrokinesis, psychometry, um, barrier creation, ergokinesis, aura sense, and clairvoyance, illusion creation, materiokinesis, consume essence force stun pyrokinesis uh resistance to force drain superhuman strength inhuman resilience lightsaber proficiency master pilot acknowledged as the best in the empire uh tactical genius cybernetic and mechanical enhancements mastery of intimidation i don't remember all of those from the movie i'm sure some of those are like in the uh, comics i'm or sure a lot of those are like, star wars legend stuff yeah Anyway, adaptability. Um, I mean, the guy fell into lava. He fell into lava and kept going. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, he's he's he keeps on board. You know, he, his plans are constantly getting interrupted, and he's got to go find. He's got to go track down the droids, and he rolls. He rolls with it. He does a he does he does a good job. Death Star gets blown up. He keeps going. Builds another one. Builds, builds a better one. It's better fully one. operational. Bigger one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give that. Let's give him a five. Yeah, adaptability. Fine. I think trustworthiness. That's gonna be a little lower. I, that might even be it. It's either a one or a zero for me. I think it's a one because he is pretty committed to the emperor, but a lot mm. of that is because, or he's, he's he he's pretty. You know, he talks to the emperor, but. Wait, is this commitment or trustworthiness? I forget already. This is trustworthiness. Trustworthiness. Oh, trustworthiness is going to be pretty low. That's like a zero or a one. Because he yeah, even hides his feelings from the emperor. Yeah. I'm going to give him a zero on that. Yeah. I don't and trust Vader. It's just part of the, the Sith. Like the rule of two. The, um, yeah. How it's all about Apprentice taking over the master. And we don't. I don't know if we want Darth Vader taking over our podcast. Yeah. He, he's, he's a lot more powerful than we are, and we wouldn't really stand a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Personability. Anakin um, has no personability. Anakin Darth Vader. Has, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Grandma of Tarkham likes him. That's true. I feel like they get along. They have a working relationship. That's true. Maybe like a three? Maybe, yeah. Maybe like a two. Let's give him a two. Because there's always the chance that he chokes someone out, and that's that's true. He does doesn't have the same temper as like uh, Kylo Ren, but no. he's got good quips. I do like when he in Rogue One, where he's like, "Be careful not to choke on your aspirations, director." Is, is that a dad joke? It's totally a dad joke. It's it's great. It's funny. I love it. All right, commitment. Like a three? Yeah. 
He's pretty committed until he's committed to the dark side. To the dark side, yeah. You're like he's full. He's like a five committed, or like he, I guess he's like a four committed to the dark side until yeah. he is like until Luke is like, oh, remember who you are. Wait, no, that's Mufasa. That's Mufasa. But, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Also played by Darth Vader. Also, also um, a James Earl Jones. I don't know that I would classify our podcast as uh, villainous enough to be dark side. So I'm not sure how he, how committed he'd be. To yeah. Us. yeah I, this is pretty low level villainy. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, maybe like a three overall, but three overall. Yeah. That gives him a five plus zero plus two plus three it's like gives him a, a 10 all right so all right so let's look at our uh let's look at our top three candidates and, and, and our top three candidates which one. include let's see we have Kronk, count rugen and smithers i feel like that's a good lineup that is a good lineup because i'd be happy with any one of them mm-hmm but who do you who would you want most? Who do you think would be the best fit with DWS map? I think I think we could use Smithers skills in in the technology department because that's I feel like where we lack the most. Yeah. I I personally would want Kronk the most. I think he'd be the best fit for the culture, but That's his, you got to think his, about culture as well. His known skills, I'm not sure he's, he's as good of a fit. I mean, he could cook us food. He could cook us food. I think... I think... Hmm. Like, I think... And then there's the fact we got to get Smithers away from Burns. That's true. I, Mr. Burns is still alive after like 900 seasons. Even after getting shot by a baby. <laughs> like, I don't think Smithers is up for hire, unfortunately. Unfortunately. So that leaves, I think. And then the six-fingered man, Count Rugen. I I like him. He'd be great. He's not my number one pick. Oh, definitely not. I say we've got a we've got a higher Kronk. I think we got a higher Kronk. We should get uh Patrick Warburton in here to voice uh voice our intern Kronk. Oh, that'd be so fun. I'd be. Do you think he does? Do you think he does? Do you think he does cameo? Can we get him to do a sting for us? (laughs) Furiously googling. (laughs) Every every cent that we earn from the podcast is going towards getting uh, Patrick Warburton to do a cameo for us. Oh, we can hire him to speak at our event for. Um, between twenty thousand and fifty thousand dollars. Oh, we can we can swing that. Yeah, I can take out a I can take out a small business loan. I'm sure I have awful credit. Yeah. Maybe we can do a maybe we can do a, one of those AI voice things. <laughs> oh man! Like the the president's playing. Uh, yeah, playing Halo in Minecraft. Yeah, the gaming presidents. Yeah. Well, I would love to have Kronk on as a henchman. As would I. So, Kronk, you're you're in. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you soon for the interview process, and we'll be excited to have you part of the team. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. 
I guess it's time to start closing out this stuff. Do you have, what do we have to plug? We've got, uh, we got our Instagram, we got our Spotify, we got our, uh, TikTok, um, TikTok, red bubble. Mm-hmm. We've got, um, the, oh, we have to announce the winner of the, uh, the tournament bracket. Oh, we do. It is this person. And I'm going to insert a sound bite right now. And by a narrow margin, it is Wolverine, which means Chuck Norris is our is our tournament champion. Nice. Yay, congratulations. Wow, what a you surprise. Are. What a surprise. We have not, we haven't, <laughs> this is recorded right after our last episode. So. <laughs> yeah. Peek behind the scenes. Peek behind the curtain. Um, but yeah. Anything Peek else you want to plug? Um, Red Bubble Store. Rebel. Buy our merch. Yeah. Buy stuff with our, uh, our logo on it. Yeah. Buy a dog bowl. Buy a sticker. <laughs> Buy a little bandana. I'm th- I've been thinking about getting a Piper a bandana. That's, oh, that'd be cute. That'd be, some of the podcast on that'd be fun. It. And then we're going to make the... I'm going to look out for our friend of the show, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, merch. And our Trivia and Dual Man merch. And our Trivia Dual Man merch. It's going to be it's going to be fun. We're going to have to bring back Trivia Dual Man Oh, absolutely. We'll do we'll have to do another another movie episode or another trivia episode. Yeah. And I got my uh I finally got found a quadruple um a battery to put in my like stylus so I can get to work on those shirts finally. Quadruple A. That's I'm I haven't used that it's, one before. Exactly. It's it's like skinny skinny yeah. for to fit in this pen. Yeah. Right here. That's fun. So I thought it needed a triple A, and so I got triple A's, and then I realized I didn't need triple A's. I need freaking quadruple A. Wow. Yeah. So luckily, Radio Shack and Amazon had some. So. Radio Shack is still around? Yeah. Wow. I know, right? Anyway, uh, and on that note, like us, subscribe to us. I mean, I guess we don't have a subscribe, but... Yeah, whatever. I guess you could, maybe. I don't know how... You can subscribe on Spotify, I guess. Yeah, whatever. You, you, so you know what to do. Review. Review us. Yeah. Cast judgment upon us. Yeah. But only if it's this. Um, and uh, yeah. what are uh, what are we consuming this week? Uh, well, I have been. Let me think about what I've been consuming. I can take it if you need a second. You 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 go first. I I need to think about what I'm going to say. Um, I have recently downloaded. And been playing the Bioshock collection. Ooh. Um, that's one, two, and infinite. I'm going through infinite right now. And it's yeah. it's really fun. The nice. um both the gameplay and the kind of theming, because Bioshock one is like, what if uh there was an ob- ob- objectivist utopia? It's total individualism. How would that go wrong? And then the sequel is what if there was a collectivist utopia? How would that go wrong? Mm-hmm. And then infinite is, um, it's more like, what if all the values of early America were taken to an extreme, and how would that go poorly? Yeah. Also, That's they're right. fun games. You get to sh- yeah. you get to shoot fire out of your hands, and beat people with a wrench. It's like real life. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, they're fun games. I like them. That's awesome. So I've got I've got. One thing I've been consuming and one thing that I want to recommend. 
Ooh. So I've been I've been consuming um, Breath of the Wild. Nice. The last couple of weeks, I got kind of got it for me for Valentine's Day. Oh, that's so cute. Every yeah, I know, right? Every chance I get, I'm like, when I don't have to either edit the podcast, go to work, donate plasma, <laughs> or do some other stuff, I'm yeah, like play with your dog. Worried. Yeah, no, I've, yeah. She's sleeping right now. She's yeah. She's been good, but and I've been I've been playing Breath of the Wild, and I'm still not very. I still haven't gotten past the first area. Uh-huh. It's been it's it's a fun relaxing game after trying to get good at Elden Ring for a fat minute. It's nice to have a, a game that's a little more laid back. Yeah. It's nice to have a game that's like combat puzzles. Yeah, it's not trying to knock your dick off every two seconds. Pretty much. <laughs> And then, uh, and then my recommendation is there's another podcast, um, a sister podcast to us, if you will. Ooh. Um, it's called H&H Pursuit. It's by my cousins. They, uh, I guess they decided to make a podcast. And I've been listening to it, and it's they've got some, some fun stories. Well, that's it's fun. A, it's, it's quite a time. Uh, they have like a YouTube and all that. Yeah. Cool. So on if you like if you like hunting, listen to them. They have some fun hunting stories. You'll hear about some of the like my trip to Alaska on there. And yeah, it's, it's fun. We might have to have them on and like fight hunters or something from pop culture. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, the most dangerous hunter episode. Yes. Most we'll do a most dangerous game episode and do who do you want to get hunted by the least? <laughs> yes well sweet all right well that was a fun one that was a that was a fun episode but you know it's getting late i think it's about time for dude we should and i've tried to make that make that like that was a rough transition there yeah but i think it's time that we end the podcast (laughs) forever i think after that we're done yeah we're we're done done. i'm over bye